Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Soulful Feast, bite-sized information to nourish your body, mind, and spirit. I'm Stephanie Zaviri, and today we are going to be talking about how much sleep should I really be getting? We ask ourselves this all the time, and I know for a lot of busy people out there, we like the expression, we only sleep when we're dead. It's actually not a great thing to follow. So we're gonna explore the science of sleep and why it's crucial to our health. So I did a lot of studies about this and you know, I used to be one of those people who are super FOMO, go, 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 go. Oh, it's time for sleep. I'm just gonna get like as little as possible, wake up super early, sleep late. I mean, it's crazy, but at the end of the day, you do burn out. Um, I'm gonna start with this quote. I love this quote. I have one advice for you, sleep your way to the top. In 2016, this was by Ariana Huffington who stepped away from her media outlet, Huffington Post, to focus on Thrive in the hopes of combating burnout. She's also the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Sleep Revolution. And she said, everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. And that's absolutely true. Hence, sleep your way to the top on your bed with a nice comfy pillow. And you know, if you wake up super tired, like ngarag, the whole day, how can you be productive? I mean, you have so many tasks, you can't think straight if you are not sleeping enough. And I know this, if there are any moms out there who have gone through breastfeeding and feeding your child and sleeping babies, I know what it's like to be a zombie and get just two hours of sleep and then wake up in two hours. It's very hard to focus on anything. And to be honest, if you really look into it, sleep deprivation is actually a form of torture. Yes, it's what people do, they keep the lights on. And I mean, why are we doing this to ourselves, right? So good sleep habits are key. And today, we have a special guest. Her name is DJ Liabres of Life Science, and we're gonna talk a little bit about why getting good sleep is one of the most basic things you can do to have a healthier and fuller life. All right, okay, DJs, so here's the big question. How much sleep should we really get? It's really big because I have a lot of answers for you. Yeah, it depends on your age. There's a recommended hours of sleep and there's a maybe appropriate or could be um, acceptable. I'll just do a quick rundown. Yeah, sure. So right. like ideally for someone like me, a middle-aged woman, I hate to say it, but I am middle-aged already, 38 going on 39, that's well into the middle ages. What is a recommended amount of sleep? For an adult, let's mm -hmm. call it adult, 26 to 34 years of age, it's about seven to nine hours of sleep that's recommended hours however you can sleep as much as 10 hours because if you sleep longer than 10 it's also an indicative or a symptom of a sign of something right okay. so seven to nine it could be 10 if you're if you're sleep deprived if you I have a sleep debt okay sleep debt i like that i've never heard <laughs> that before so what exactly is sleep debt there are actually two schools about this one. Some believe that if you are sleep deprived or you have sleep debt, you cannot recover from that anymore. However, mm -hmm. there's also a new research, health research uh, has found or has shown that you can actually, your body can actually 
uh, revive or you can actually get the 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 hours of sleep that you oh, lack that you need that you're like missing out on yeah. i see okay what about like why exactly is sleep so important i mean we always say right like let's get some sleep let's get some sleep it will do you a world of good what happens during sleep that is so crucial to us and our health in my practice because we do we do my our approach is functional medicine so we really um sleep is one of the five uh, modifiable lifestyle factors that we look into in terms of your health so we believe that sleep is a crucial very a crucial pillar of your overall health and well-being and it plays a significant role in the body's restorative processes restoration is very important so during sleep the body undergoes various essential functions so you think that when you're asleep nothing is happening right but this is when cellular growth happens this is when your your brain detoxifies and actually also all the all the internal organs it 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 this is when it detoxifies um and because of that your immune system gets supported and also when you sleep you know sleep is a time when the body's stress response is dampened right so you um it allows the nervous system to reset and recover promoting emotional resilience that's very important right emotional resilience and reducing the risk of chronic stress related conditions such as cardiometabolic diabetes cancer and i could go on right lastly <laughs> um this regulates your appetite and metabolism right so when you sleep you can lose weight and when you sleep it's also anti-aging but i think that's most important it is beauty rest for <laughs> sure there's a reason why we call it the beauty sleep right yes. i mean um okay so like a reminder of beauty sleep i remember my son when it was his first day um of school and we had come from a long haul flight and by me he went straight to school and they had to take my parent id i look so awful <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! All the bags. Is that my face? <laughs> like, really? Like, it's. I mean, as vain as it is, guys. Even if it's just to like look healthy and good to sleep, <laughs> but there are so many benefits to getting a good night's sleep. And I think you know, mental health is one of the things that we don't talk about because, I, at least for me, if I don't have enough sleep, especially if it's back to back, I get really, really grouchy. Right and like I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm like I mean it's a real thing, right? Yeah. And um, you're absolutely right. It's almost like the wiring in your brain is like so worn out thin, and like you just your body just can't function anymore. Mm. So what are the things that happen when we don't get enough sleep? What are some of the risks? Like maybe the top three, like risks of chronic lack of sleep because we know that there are people out there who sleep very late they sleep like maybe at 1 2 a.m. and then they have to wake up the next day at like 6 7 a.m., right? Yeah. If you don't sleep enough, your body gets stressed because our body is really designed to sleep and rest. Especially women, we are not designed to keep on going 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 going. So there's a time to rest and there's a time to work hard right so so when you don't get to sleep your body cannot restore cannot reset right so 
when your body is stressed, the inflammation markers tend to go up. And we all know that um, inflammation leads to other chronic illnesses. So like what you said, like what you said, uh, when you don't get enough sleep, you get so cranky and it shows in the skin. Hello, pores. All of them are saying hello to you. <laughs> and, and, and it promotes weight gain. And it makes us age faster, really, really faster. You know, it's crazy, right? Because there are so many accessible fixes to our health that are free, like drinking more water, getting more sleep, meditation. And sleep is actually one of the most elusive and difficult things to do, especially for people who are really busy. Like, I mean, lots of multitaskers out there, lots of people wearing many hats like myself. Um, you know, taking care of your family, taking care of your kids, taking care of your parents, plus work, plus household tasks, plus like whatever, keeping up with a digital world. It's a lot, right? Um, so what are some of the common reasons why most people are not getting enough sleep? Now, based on my studies that like I love to read and guys, for all of you listening out there, I think one of the important things is arm yourself with knowledge, read everything that you can read and read books because sometimes on the internet, you're not exactly sure what's a good source or not. Um, and honestly, one of the things I've learned was about the circadian rhythm and you know how our bodies are designed to follow the rise and fall of the sun, really like. So when the sun rises, we wake up, and when the sun sets, when it's natural darkness, that's when the body produces melatonin, and then you get sleepy and you go to sleep. And our ancestors in the past, that's how they would live, because ilaw, right? No light. <laughs> so okay, I'll just go to sleep now. But because we have all of this artificial light that's from everywhere, and like not just from the lamps and the ceiling lights, but also the blue lights from all our devices. Um, what I've read is this is what really prevents us from sleeping. Um, it's really a sickness right now that you know people are having a hard time getting good quality sleep because they are just bombarded with this light that suppresses the creation of melatonin, correct? Correct. Um, I would like to piggyback on what you said about uh, the blue light and answer your question, what are the common causes why we can't sleep? That's my number one reason, actually. <laughs> the electronic, the blue light from the electronic devices. The thing is, the circadian rhythm, uh, I, I, I like it that you mentioned that, is that when the, the way it works is that when the blue light from the sun hits our eyes and in our skin, we produce cortisol, right? Let's just be on the scientific maybe. <laughs> uh, cortisol and when the cortisol what you call this hits your uh when the when the blue light hits your eyes and your skin you produce cortisol cortisol is what gives you energy it makes makes you go 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 and go and the melatonin it goes down and melatonin is a hormone that makes you sleep and rest so it goes down so when the cortisol is high the melatonin is down so when the sun is up there's light the cortisol is supposed to be up so that when the sun goes down the melatonin starts to rise up and the cortisol goes down. However, with the light, especially that you mentioned about the light from our devices, it tricks our retina, our eyes, saying that the sun is still up. So I have to pump more cortisol to keep you up. Right? It's the worst. 
<laughs> and this is causes stress in our body, right? And that's the second reason. Um, we, we cannot sleep because of the stress and the anxiety. It's probably brought, brought about by what you see in, in your gadget, what you watch, or it can be the conversation, the last conversation that you had, probably you're so relaxed and a friend called you or your sister called you and told you something that made you upset a little bit. You know, so it raises your cortisol up a little bit and then that keeps you up all night. Yes, I mean, that is absolutely true. It happened to me the other day. I was watching a TV series and then I went to sleep. It like stayed with me. I got stressed because of like whatever I was watching entered my dreams. Um, so, you know, that being said, I'm going to transition into like um, a tip for people. Like, at least for me, I have really learned to take charge of my sleep because it's so important. And one of those things is by creating a good ambiance for sleep. So even in the house, like with my kids, I am very careful. I turn off the TV at around 6, 7 p.m. for them and turn off all the top light so it's all kind of like side light and darker you know we set the mood for sleep right you know on the airplane um guys like when you go on an airplane and if it's like a long haul flight they'll turn up the light turn down the light it's really like setting the mood for calm and sleep and then sometimes I'll diffuse by like lavender oils and Personally, for me, I stop checking my phone one hour before I sleep. So I really get off my phone. I put on airplane mode. <laughs> I put on airplane mode. I put it to charge. Bye-bye world. Um, and I do my best to either read a book um, rather than like watch TV until I fall asleep. So that's, I, those are my tips. Any other suggestions that you might have with regards to this? What you mentioned are all what we call uh, sleep hygiene, mm. right? So, so it's very important that you do that. The night routine of sleep hygiene is very important, right? Um, another thing probably that I would ask is try not to eat two to three hours before you sleep, especially high protein, sugary food, caffeine. Uh, well, caffeine varies. Um, it, if, um, the, the sensitivity varies with each person. However, um, try not to not to drink caffeine after 4 p.m., right? Um, yeah, that's it. And, you know, it's funny because people don't realize that um, your food can really affect how you sleep. Like for me, for example, one of the things I noticed was when I have a high-protein dinner, I have a very hard time sleeping, especially like something like a steak. One, I have a hard time digesting it. And two, it's like too much energy before sleeping. Um, so I tend to favor like healthy carbs and vegetables and lighter meals for dinner. Any, any thoughts on why that's so? Because when you're sleeping, all the functions of your body has to be addressed. Now, when there's protein that it has to digest more, the organ is working harder and it's telling the other organs, okay, we're not ready to sleep yet. We're not ready to rest yet. You have to help me. You have to help me uh, digest this food the, and everything. You have to produce digestive enzymes and all that. So the, the parasympathetic, the rest and digest hasn't kicked in yet. 
That's why you are having a hard time sleeping. So I have a question, right? Like alcohol. Um, I know like when you have like a really heavy dinner or like with wine and you fall asleep fast, but you don't stay asleep long. At least for me, I wake up at like 1 a.m. sweating, <laughs> not ha- and that's not even with like an excessive amount. You know, it's not like I'm drinking a lot. Maybe it's like okay, two glasses or something. But anytime I consume um, alcohol, uh, like two glasses and have a heavy meal, I really can't sleep. Like I'll fall asleep fast, but then. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll take me a while to get back to sleep. Why is that? Because alcohol really has a tendency to dis- disrupt your sleep cycle. And um, alcohol can relax the muscles in your throat, in, in your limbs and all that. So when, when that happens, well, it increases the risk of uh, sleep apnea. You're not breathing. So... You, your body, your brain is saying, are you still, you are alive, so I have to wake you up, right? But your muscles are so relaxed, but I have to um, send out hormones to see that, to tell you and wake you up that you are alive. That's crazy. I had no idea that that was the effect, you know, I thought it has something to do like metabolic or whatever, but um you know, sleep apnea is a, a real issue. Maybe we can touch on that a little bit, right? Like I actually had really bad sleep apnea. Um, I had personally a very bad deviated septum. Like they had to take out a bone um, from my nose because I was basically only breathing through one nostril. And it was just every night I would wake up like <gasps> like that, like and it got worse as I got older. <laughs> age but that's okay let's embrace aging um but I, it really came to a point where it was like I had to do something about it because I was never getting a full night's sleep you know did you see a doctor I did so eventually I had like the surgery I had it fixed and then like it just really helped it also improved like my allergies um but I I definitely I stopped snoring I was like a major snorer um and I start, I just, I, now I can sleep straight. So let's talk about like, what exactly is sleep apnea and what are some of the causes? So obviously this is like a physical cause because it was like blocking, but what else can cause sleep apnea? And also like bangungot is basically sleep apnea, right? Like that type of thing. Um, physiologically, uh, physically, weight has a lot to do with sleep apnea as well with most of my clients um, some of them are, are a bit overweight so it would really cause the sleep apnea and the position of the sleep sometimes also it has it has an effect on, on sleep apnea the bangungot i am just not so sure um, about it probably but i'm not so sure i haven't i haven't really i haven't really thought about how bangungot and how subconsciously it can affect um, the sleep apnea, the mental, the mental side of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so why would being overweight cause sleep apnea? I would have to be really technical and dirty about this one. Uh, it has something to do with, with how your, the fat is actually causing you to sleep, the position of your sleep and, and 
and the structure of your neck. So it's and, compressing airways, maybe. Yeah, like something. the weight is compressing the airways. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the I, short story I, of it. <laughs> I had no idea, actually, to be honest. So a DJ question, what about like sleeping pills? Like if you really need help, like what are your thoughts on this? You know, personally, I don't believe, um, but I mean, I don't know. What is a professional assessment of sleeping pills or aid? Uh, because I don't normally recommend, we don't recommend sleeping pills because there are so many other things that you can take, like magnesium glycinate. Uh, it could be in a form of a spray. Um, spray it in uh, the, on your back, spray it on your arms, you know, and you can take the, the, the supplement, magnesium. It's supposed to relax your muscles in five, 10 minutes. You're so relaxed, you're out, <laughs> you know. Uh, and we do also have the melat melatonin the liquid form. It's taken sublingual. It, it's also as, as effective. Um, take them, take both together, especially for those who are uh, in perimenopausal. It should be, it should be okay. However, these supplements should be taken with the recommendation of your healthcare practitioner or your doctors. Yeah, so, I I I actually take magnesium every night. Um, it's really, really, uh, the quality of my sleep is good. I wouldn't say it makes me fall asleep, but the quality of sleep is better as opposed to days that I don't take it. If I, basically, I'm really like not a medicine person. So whatever I take has like such a strong effect on me. Mm -hmm. um, so when I really need help, like melatonin really works wonders. I've also tried 5-HTP and GABA before as well. It's very strong. <laughs> For me, it was like almost like I had a feeling of being high or stone type of thing. Like, oh, like so relaxed in my brain. <laughs> I took it for for a week. And then mm -hmm. my doctor, it didn't work for me. My magnesium glycinate works better. Yeah, I think it's all about finding what works best. But again, like you, I really don't recommend um, sleeping pills because they're quite addictive, right? Like, and, you know... The quality of your sleep is not that great either. It's almost like, because I, I took before when I had like some really bad issues like sleeping and anxiety. And honestly, I didn't like the feeling because I felt like I didn't sleep. Byron, I got abducted by an alien. That was my feeling. Like I was awake and then I just woke up again. Like, oh, what, where did I go? What happened? Like I didn't feel like I was rested or asleep. I just felt like I was abducted. <laughs> Maybe I was, I don't know. But it just felt like I lost time. So I, I didn't take it anymore. And I, I really just stick to as much as possible. Having good sleep hygiene, like you said, you know. Um, and if I need to turn to supplements, I do. Like magnesium really helps. It's also good for muscle repair, right? Yes. And it's also good for detoxification. So it helps your body detoxify. So just like you, before becoming a health coach, I was uh, an international flight attendant. So all those um, changes of, in, in time and, and flying, I have to sleep. I took sleeping pill and 
in the middle of the night, I woke up. Where was I? <laughs> it's like it's like the feeling of I was an abduct. I was abducted by an alien. It's so real. So yeah. I realized sleeping pill is not free. <laughs> yes, it's really not healthy too. I I know people really develop addictions to that, and it it impedes your ability to actually fall asleep naturally. So, guys, uh, my advice is, and I think it's safe to say, don't take a sleeping pill. Um, try everything else and try to exhaust all options. I think, you know, one of the things that keep people up at night is a racing mind. Um, so, you know, I suggest, at least for me, either writing everything down before you sleep. So before I turn off my phone, I mean, I don't, I used to keep a notebook, but then I would never write in it. So now I just write it in notes. If I have like an idea or whatever, I'll write it down. And then it's away. You're not thinking about it all night. Like you've just sort of like put it away. Yeah. And um, then, then I turn off my phone. I also try not to bring work into my bedroom. Right? Like I try my best not to check any more emails after a certain time. Um, because you will think about it. Like if you get some random email that's either like stressful or whatever, like Oh, and you can't do anything about it anyway. You're going to go to sleep. <laughs> Everyone's asleep. Yeah, yeah. So don't even bother. Right? So my feeling is like after a certain point, you decide what the cutoff time is. No more not. I don't bring no work into my bedroom. I think that I keep my bedroom sacred. Like it's my space for like sleeping. And, you know, I understand that some people don't have so like maybe you live in a studio apartment and then you don't really have as many different spaces like so you live and work and sleep in the same space I got really great advice from a lighting designer which was really turning off the lights and setting a mood and lighting a candle will make that shift from day to night so parang when you're done, shut off your laptop, shut off your computer, no more emails, and set the mood for nighttime rest, even if it's the same space, right? Um, any last tips uh, that you want to share with us or advice? Like, we usually like to end with one thing people can do today to have a better sleep tonight. I actually thought of two. Is it okay if I share? Yeah, totally. First is get sunlight. As soon as you wake up in the morning, go out, get some sun, 20 to 30 minutes, because it kind of resets your whole body, right? So if you get sun in the morning, let the blue light hit your skin, hit your eyes. It resets your circadian rhythm. And another thing is turn off routers, turn off the internet, right? Because when you sleep, um, your, your brain has to go through to, to hit that theta wave. And the EMF, the electronic um, frequency, magnetic frequency, it disrupts both through your head. Especially Ooh, I did know that. Yeah. And, and our cellular phones, our computers, they emit the EMF. And it disrupts. That's why you see those little devices and that like kind of blocks the EMF, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You have one. Um, so I didn't realize that that could also disrupt the quality of your sleep besides you don't need the router when you're sleeping so just turn it off no <laughs> yeah that's right you're sleeping in the mud right 
Um, great, thank you so much, DJ, for this. So guys, just to recap, right? Um, like, and please feel free to, to chime in, but thank you for your input and for being with us here today. But just to recap, uh, some of the things you can do right now, tonight, to get a better night's sleep, create an ambiance of sleep and rest, turn off all the lights, just keep a little lamp on, maybe diffuse some lavender, get yourself in that mood, and definitely try not to have any devices on until like at least an hour before bedtime and avoid any kind of like stimulants like your caffeine or, or alcohol or a heavy dinner. And then if you'd like to try magnesium, you can, right? Yes. And most importantly, get some sunlight right now. Get yes. out of wherever you are, try and get some sunlight because it's very different from your artificial light, this I know. Yes, it, it's sunlight that produces everything that you need in your body to have a good night's sleep. And also don't forget to turn off your router. <laughs> okay guys, so there you have it. Another reason to catch up on your Z's today. I'm sure you learned a lot from this episode. And what's the most important thing? Our body needs time to rest and repair. So that was it. Catch us for another episode next week of Soulful Feasts, bite-sized information to nourish your body, mind, and spirit. 